Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. All right. Three, two, one. Hi, this is William Ramsey. Welcome to William Ramsey Investigates. On tonight's show, I have a very special guest. His name is Jason Hay. He is a documentary film producer. He's in the process of making a documentary titled Spawn Ranch Worker, the Stoner Van Houten story. Last week, we did have... Uh, Stoner on the, well, it was two weeks ago, actually. He did an excellent job, talked about his association with the Spawn Ranch. It's a very timely subject, the 50th uh, anniversary of the Grizzly murders of the Sharon Tate and her household and the LaBiancas the day after is August 8th, 2019. So uh, Jason's just going to talk a little bit about his project. And Jason, are you there? Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Thank uh, thanks for having me on. Awesome. Well, thanks for agreeing to the interview. So for people who don't know you, talk a little bit about uh, your background, how you became interested in making documentaries, and then kind of segue into uh, Spawn Ranch Worker. Absolutely. Thanks. Um, yeah, this is my maybe second large uh, documentary project. Uh, the first one I did was uh, connected to the Grey Garden story, actually, and was fantastic and it actually got me into kind of the, the not the art but I guess the art of making documentaries and um, I also had an interest in the uh, the Manson story from uh, basically around high school when I first read Helter Skelter and uh, that kind of got me into you know the story of the crimes and I Came fascinated kind of with the area of uh, Spawn Ranch and uh, actually California as a on a whole. <laughs> so I guess around 2016, I really started getting into like inve- not investigating but looking into the Manson story, and that's kind of when I came across uh, Stoner, as mm-hmm. he's known online. And uh, I live out here in Maine. Uh, so I'm really far from California. So for me, it was a great way to see Spawn Ranch, uh, and learn the history of it through Bruce going there, uh, sorry, Stoner going there with, uh, his camera and, uh, you know, showing people around. And I, I found it fascinating. Uh, he broadcasts, uh, twice a day on YouTube. Uh, so I was able to, uh, reach out to him that way and uh, learn a little bit about him. He had been in prison and he's very open with his, uh, his audience about that. And I found it fascinating that someone could use a really negative in most people's mind uh, subject and 
and use it for such a positive, you know, force, you know. He basically admits that it kind of keeps him out of prison to, you know, give tours, interact with his audience, and, uh, you know, talk about the case. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, he really knows a lot. He's actually kind of an encyclopedia that uh, is kind of keeping the memory alive. As, Absolutely. Uh, as we kind of move towards 50 years. It's an important story. Yeah, and uh, this, you know, this year in particular, you know, there's many, many uh, different projects coming out. Uh, the Quentin Tarantino movie, movie will be out next week, and I'm sure that's just going to drive people's interest in not only Spawn Ranch, but the, the case uh, into the forefront, you know. No doubt. I mean, I think that uh, there. I, I would assume that most of the major networks and major things are going to either dust off some old documentaries or bring things off and still cause and create and maintain controversy about the case you know i think uh yeah so it's still still important i mean it's kind of what one of the ending things of the 60s was uh the manson murders and then altamont was i think in december of 69 right right i think um the history of Spawn Ranch just as a whole outside of the Manson family, a lot of people forget that it was a very active uh, movie ranch dating back to the silent film era. Um, so there's a tremendous amount of just uh, movie history there. I was lucky enough, like I said, to go out in uh, 2017. Was my actually That was my first trip out there. Um, I met up with uh, Stoner, took, took one of his tours, and, um, you know, just across the way the, literally across the street from spawn ranch is um where they they film the lone ranger um you can go up and, and see the 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 rock that he stood on and stuff so and there's at the intro it's very famous place, exactly yeah. exactly the garden of gods is what that area is called and right. it's, it's it's beautiful and i you know there i i think I'm I'm hoping actually with the Tarantino movie coming out that people will start to look at the case a little bit differently. You know, it, the I guess buying into Helter Skelter, if pe people even just know the the briefest amount about it, um, it 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 doesn't really hold water. You know, and I think uh, as we as more I see more and more projects coming out that are starting to, to poke holes in that case and it's so did you come to that conclusion that did you come to that conclusion um recently or was that something that you came to after studying everything i would say like probably it would be nicholas shrek's um research mm -hmm. was probably the most uh impactful for me kind of made me look at it a different way what's his general uh, opinion that would be like the i mean it can be most of the theories can be broken down uh to be like it was either you either believe helter skelter the race war kind of theory you believe the bobby boussoulet uh copycat motive to try to release bobby boussoulet right. by performing a series of copycat crimes uh the nights after he was the one who killed Gary Hinman, uh, people, I mean, there, there are victims on both sides of the Tate-LaBianca crime. And actually, I wouldn't mind talking about uh, the, how the LaBiancas get looked over as well once we get there. But okay. to finish up, all right, the Bobby Boussoulet, copycat, uh, and that's 
George Stimson's book, Goodbye Helter Skelter, kind of puts that information out pretty concisely. Um, there's Tom O'Neill's research with the CIA, MK, MK Ultra, or perhaps uh, Manson being a police informant of some sort. Um, I want to believe that uh, because I believe in a lot of that other stuff. Um, and then there's the Nicholas Shrek kind of puts the drug burn uh, that it was basically these were Hollywood drug dealers burning other Hollywood drug deals. And once you the drug world's the underworld you're kind of coming gets in taken and out. care of you're, in the underworld. You're coming in and out. So can you? Oh, can sorry. You, where did you lose me? Where did you lose me? I think we got it just recently. Just the, the okay. last statement. So I heard it, but Sorry. you're just you just got to be close to the mic, and um, I think it might be a little right. lag or something. So so Shrek is the one that has it believes it's all a drug burn, but you if it's all a drug burn, there's a lot more going on to the story. You know, there's a uh, even like some of the stuff that's in O'Neill's book, the. Uh, you know, there's a lot of really seedy things going on. It's pretty clear that Manson was yeah. operated around with Polanski I, and Melcher and all these guys. Absolutely, and I agree. And what Tom really, what I like with uh, what Tom came up with was Manson was a federal parolee and had been busted several times. I'm not going to blow all Tom's research for him. Uh, you should buy the book. <laughs> but um, he was a federal parolee who had been busted for several crimes which should have landed him in jail right. well before the murders right and, and uh, that's certainly something to not ignore <laughs> he was kind of like an epstein you know, there's so too. Many... he was kind of like an epstein he was trafficking in underage women that's statutorily statutory rape right i mean i think that if he's always kind Absolute... of moving it's like uh why didn't they get him for that right if, if manson's anything he was certainly a pimp right. <laughs> you know I mean, that was um, one of his thief. first. That was one of his first jobs. Was a pimp, right? Well, he had offices right by the Magic Castle on Franklin. I didn't know that. So yeah. he he operated his prostitution ring right there off of Franklin. Okay, you know where the Magic Castle is. That apartment building still stands there. It's the apartment. There's a the Magic Castle, a vacant lot in that that apartment building. That was five. It's either four or five star entertainment. That was his pimping operation. That he know ran exactly where that is. Yeah, it's right where yeah. Highland meets Franklin. Yeah, so you can go down there and check that out yourself. Interesting. Yeah, that's yeah. right in the center of Hollywood too. So, I think that right, you know, that's just another element of Manson is once the murders happened, people so probably again, knew it was him, and then they just want to keep their mouth shut and wash all the evidence away that they knew him. You know. Right. And it's like that's really the the crazy thing about this case and why i made it over to find stoner honestly is just my fascination in the case and then i wanted to also tell stoner's story of like redemption basic that's kind of a strong word but like staying out of prison using this negative uh topic right well it's a redemptive <laughs> so story that's, no doubt. That's, the, yeah. that's the crux of my documentary but i'll also like do a lot of filming at spawn ranch to take people there you know, I'll remind people of the film history. And then I'm also going to be capturing all the antics going on for the 50th anniversary that so, I'll be there for two weeks. So you're going to come out and film during that uh, August 8th yeah. or whatever? Yeah, like I'll, I'll get there the uh, first. Oh, wow. And uh, the, I mean, that's not too far away. The um, How far along in the documentary are you? 
Yeah, I mean, this is I mean, the fact that uh, Stoner's not dead. <laughs> uh, I was looking for a, a nice ending for this documentary, and the fact that it was kind of lining up with this large event uh, makes it a good arc, you know. Good arc, a good bookend. I kind of thought so, you know. And uh, I kind of will, you know, get to, to kind of live out my little bit of this in hoping to, you know, shed a little bit more light on Spawn Ranch proper, you know, not just focus on the, the crimes. Right. Know? Well, I mean, it's a Which piece of, it's fascinating, a piece of though. History, I mean, it, right? it, there couldn't be a more fascinating subject about even just how the media manipulates Manson. I mean, you're going to find Manson called a serial killer or a mass murderer nine times out of ten when he was neither, you know. I just find that fascinating that the media can manipulate it so hard. And I'm just hoping that, like I said, that it will shift it back now with that media power. Well, there's never any evidence that he actively killed anybody, right? Nobody said he killed anybody. There's no testimony he killed anybody. Although there is stuff that he was the one, the ringleader, right? Well, yeah. And, I, you know, that's kind of like one of my notes that I have here is just like, I mean, you can just look at this as it was a commune of people back in a time where, you know, people were living like that. Right. So I can imagine small pockets or clicks going on within this commune where like, okay, we're dealing, you know, we're dealing drugs over here. We're selling cars and pimping over here. We, we, we all kind of are a collective, but, you know, we're not always in the same league in the same crime or like doing the same crimes. We may know about the other crimes and that's why Manson got, got, like burn so bad is because he wouldn't snitch because he grew up institutionalized where if you snitch you're going to be dead so we'd rather keep the secrets of his compatriots yeah, they had a lot of a lot of secrets you know their shorty shay disappeared one of their lawyers was found dead in a river there were people who yep, died Ronald in Venice. yeah yep. i mean there's a lot of deaths around them that, absolutely yeah that a lot of even the, the general narratives don't even cover the suspicious deaths of the Manson family. You know, I thought it was interesting. I was talking to Tom O'Neill today, and there were these tapes where um, Tex Watson talks about all the other murders that nobody ever talked about, and they're still extant, but they've never made it into the public eye. So, yeah, the Watson tapes tapes were debated for like the people want those tapes out. Um, supposedly, he said some pretty crazy stuff in it. You know, right. Well, I mean, it's gone through the court system, I think, is my right. understanding. So. But as far as your documentary goes, like, when did you get started on the project? That would have been uh, 2017 when I first went out to uh, Spawn. I did some initial filming out there uh, because I that I met up with, uh, with Stoner at that point. And, you know, I kind of wanted to do that. I mean, you see someone on, on YouTube or whatever, you kind of want to see him in person, you sure. know, before you kind of, like, get invested with uh, – trying to tell their story sure you know and so he was when you talked to him he was uh amenable to the whole um documentary of his involvement yeah i mean i think he's proud of like his story the fact that it's you know he's 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 trying to do do good you know what i mean right. uh that's uh lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky lucky in line at the deli i guess aha in my dentist's office 
More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting? Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere playing at luckylandslots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You sent me, and you've done some other work. You sent me that video of Manson and Krishnaventa. Was that on the same grounds as Spawn Ranch? Okay, that's that's. I'm glad you mentioned that. Um, that is in Box Canyon, which is maybe four or five minutes away by car, so it's close. Uh, at most. And the Fountain of the World is the name of uh, was is was the name of a cult run by a man who changed his name to Krishna Vente uh, in 1948, and. A lot of people, well, not people think that some of what got put on Manson was actually what Krishnavente did uh, up in Box Canyon. Now he was the he was the type of person that would hang himself on a, a cross and claim to be Jesus. He also uh, called his disciples by uh, the colors of the rainbow, like Manson did later on, supposedly. Um, but Krishna Vente was killed uh, December tenth, nineteen fifty-eight, just just up the way. And but the Manson family did go to Fountain of the World. They were aware of what the the teachings. So they understood him. I mean, and they, and, and Manson, you know, uh, was like uh, cut out of the same cloth. A similar type of person thought he was Jesus. But when he's talking about, he knew about it. In the video, you have him talking about it, and it shows his understanding of uh, cult dynamics, but also it just shows Manson's strange kind of intelligence because he talks like he knows the, the details about, uh, you know, what happened at the Fountain of the World. I, I think the guy's original name, Krishna Venta, was like he was from Serbian, right? Something uh, yeah, like that, he was, yeah. yeah, he was foreign. I, yeah. I'm looking for his name here. but But, yeah, I mean, but that's one of many cults. L.A. is an epicenter for cult activity of all different types. It's not a. It's not. Are you aware of the Spiral Staircase House in? Uh, Tell me about Malibu that. I am at the, at the it's end really of uh, Topanga. Topanga Canyon. It's in yeah. the center yeah. of Topanga Canyon. It's right behind the Real Inn Restaurant, which has great fried uh, oysters, by the way. That's good to know. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, the uh, Spiral Staircase was like an abandoned house in the '60s. Uh, as you know, a lot of mudslides come down through the canyon 
and had supposedly washed out the bottom floor with sand. It was pretty much you know, uninhabitable. But it was used as like a drug and flop house in the 60s. And uh, the Manson family was known to hang out there as well as just like ho- Hollywood people just trying to get out and kind of get their freak on. The remains of that are still there. You can still see the foundation. It's fascinating. Well, I think, have you visited there? Because I think it's yep. now part of a restaurant, right? No, it's behind the restaurant. Gotcha. And there, there's like a little park behind it. If okay. you go up on that hillside, that there's a little hillside behind there. I've stood right on the uh, brick foundation down there. Interesting. It's fantastic. Well, and then Hinman's... And just, oh, sorry. Hinman's place just, is close to that, right? It is. It's up the way, but you also have another Manson location uh, even closer uh, behind the Malibu feed bin. Yeah. Are you familiar with that area? Yeah, right on Highway 1, yeah. Yeah, it was called the Snake Pit back in the day, and that's where uh, they picked up Diane Lake. Now, who's Diane Lake? Remind me. I don't remember. She's known as Snake, I believe, and she just put a book out um, maybe last year. And what's She was one of the younger members of the family. Uh, She was 14 years old. Uh, but she was part of Wavy Gravy's cult before that. And she had gotten a handwritten note from her folks to make it okay to be with the with with Manson. I don't want to say the Manson. So so she was the what was it? The Mary Prankster. She was a Mary Prankster as well. Because I think that uh, was Wavy. No, Wavy Gravy then. was he a prankster? I that was Ken so. Kesey. No, I think Wavy uh, Gravy was involved in the pranksters, man. Oh, right on. Yep. Well, they were they were close to that area as well. I believe it was a little further up from Spawn. I know that's not in in uh, Topanga, but uh, the uh, Wavy Gravy's uh, compound was wasn't far from Spawn. Right, he had the hog farm or something. That's what it was, the hog farm. Correct. I'm pretty right. sure I'm looking it up to see if he's. I could have swore that he was a, a member of the Mary Pranksters. I guess not. Kind of looking through my notes here, making sure I w- I'm hitting all my high notes. Well, I'd like to promote Scott Michaels' tour on the eighth, ninth, and tenth. Who's Scott Michaels? He does the Dearly Departed tours oh. out in Hollywood, um, and a podcast, the Dearly Departed podcast. Uh, he's a wealth of knowledge of Hollywood true crime, and did the Six Degrees of Helter Skelter documentary, which is enjoyable. He sticks a little close to the Helter Skelter narrative. But uh, his location information is spot on, for sure. So are you going to be partaking in both his stuff and uh, Stoner stuff when you're out? Yeah, well, because Stoner will be part of Scott's tour on the gotcha. 10th, which will be the Spawn Ranch part of the tour. Gotcha. So are, do you yeah, think you'll go to the Nicholas Shrek? Uh, he, Nicholas Shrek will be in Hollywood as well. He's, uh, he's It's the 30th anniversary of his film, Uh which film was his? Which film was that? Oh, geez. Uh, Charles Manson Superstar. Superstar, I see. Yep, and his book is The Manson File, The Myth and Reality of an Outlaw Shaman. It's fantastic. And uh, is Shrek still uh, married to Zena LaVey? Is that right? Weren't they married at uh, one point? They were married. I'm not sure if they still are, but they certainly were. Yep. Interesting. He's very active in the Church, church of Satan for a while. Yep. So there's all kinds of things coming up. I mean, I, I absolutely. Would, yeah, so. There's also the where is it? The Lethal Amounts Gallery in downtown L.A. is doing the Once Upon a Once Upon a Time 
or Once Upon a Manson. It's they they have an event. I don't have the. Yeah, I think the, Stoner uh, talked about that. Yeah, we'll be going to that as well, and they're going to have a lot of different artifacts. Uh, Charles Manson, Once Upon a Time in 69, an exhibition thank, looking into the world thank, of Charles Manson. Would that be it? Absolutely. absolutely. Lethal mounts with the upside-down cross. It should be an interesting scene. I don't yeah, think I mean, any, nobody will be, be in color. <laughs> Everybody will be wearing black. I'm, I'm going to pack accordingly. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really looking forward to like I when I do projects like this, I try to immerse myself as much as possible and uh, really just kind of get in there and film everything and uh, and sort it out after with the editing. But I'm gonna try to give people a full a full accounting of the fiftieth as, as well. When you are you are you gonna stream it or what's your plan to? Uh... This will end up on Vimeo, Vimeo. at the very least. Yeah. And will be available on that platform. Gotcha. It seems to be the most uh, amenable to documentary filmmakers. Yeah, you don't always need all the clearances really? for music, uh, which can be nice. Uh, there's just there's it, it gives you it allows a lot of freedom for sure. Yeah, yeah, freedom without uh, you know censor censorship or anything like that. Was, uh, Absolutely. Vimeo is definitely, definitely. I'm glad I found Vimeo. Um, how long do you think the film will be? I'm shooting for 90 minutes. Nice. And the the title again is Spawn Ranch Worker Stoner Van Houten Story. Correct. And I have a I have a website. I have a, it's wilsonzephyr.com. I can spell the Zephyr part. Z E P H E R. Wilson Z E P H E R Zephyr. Uh, I also have the they're the most active uh, for this project is the Spawn Ranch Worker Facebook page. Nice, the Spawn Ranch Worker face. So that's a place where people can go and see all this information of what's coming on, right? Absolutely. Uh, the trailer for the uh, documentary is up there. You can buy merch up there. You know, gotcha. pictures of uh, Spawn Ranch that are rare. You know, that's. I'm gonna try my best to, to give people a fantastic tour of spawn ranch uh in the documentary and hit all the sites that are still there you have to use your imagination uh which will be enhanced by some filmmaking techniques you know overlaying where you know houses houses and buildings used to be to give people an idea uh but there's still a lot of stuff to see out there there's uh i mean they were known for stealing cars and uh you know, there's a lot of cars still out there, still out hidden there, in the hills. Yep, yep. When you, uh, well, the history of the Spawn Ranch, how did it become state property? Geez, part of it is uh, they're slowly selling it off. The church, right. there's a church in that area that owns part of the property. Mm -hmm. And actually before, like YouTube and social media, they were trying to keep people out of there as much as possible, uh, saying that they owned the land when in fact they didn't. And there were there's a there's a rock down there, in the creek bed, it's it's called the Manson Rock. It's it's it was the rock that was no Manson was known to sit on that rock, you know that's where Terry Melcher went to see him perform, you know. It, and the church went in with a a saw and it, with a, you know, diamond blade on it and hacked it up. Wow! So, so they just wanted down the there, but it's wow. it's they made it's a lot smaller. But they actually just made it a lot easier for people to grab pieces of it. 
I see. So people are taking stuff, and uh, I mean, well, you're I not hear supposed people... to. You're not supposed to, but that. But aren't there they, caves? They didn't in... do themselves any favors by cutting that rock up. Aren't sure. there caves up there where people go and? Uh, Those are the baby feeding? caves, is what they're called, and that is not that is on private land, so that is unadvisable. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. But people still go anyway. Absolutely, because it's kind of like a hidden area. Yep. Gotcha. Yep, and that's where they used to, they would run, like, uh, communication wire from the ranch out to the caves. And uh, that's where they would go to hide when they thought the police were coming. I mean, there's fascinating spots on the back part of the ranch, the Red Mesa, where they, you can basically see the both the highways coming in. So you could tell if people were coming to mess with you, bikers or whatever. Interesting. And the what was the original acreage of Spawn Ranch? Do you know? Jeez, at least, oh man, five hundred or more. So it was good. It was very sizable. Yeah, yeah. There, well, the there's a coach. The coach road runs behind it as well. Interesting. Um, I mean, Michael see, Channels is really the one to is who knows all the details. Yeah, he's the one who gave it to Stoner, and unfortunately, he's he's had to take you know some of his material. That, not had to, but he has removed some of his material on youtube but um, hopefully it'll be back up again but that those two guys were you know would show you very in-depth and you know channels would get it from manson himself you know and uh it uh, it was burnt down in a fire right isn't that what yep, happened in 1971 september 26th i believe Yep. Did it was was it in disrepair and then it burnt down or what? It was, so it well, happened it was right one of after the fires the that normally come down. Uh, I think it was one of the famous fires that ripped through that area. Oh, I see. And one of the only remain. Have you been out there yet? I know the area. I don't think I've been to Spawn Ranch, but I've been up in. You could probably drive by it without even knowing it, um, unless you line up that hillside, that mountain top that's behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, see, I've been there up is by there is Ranch, one so burnt relic area. still on the property. I'm not going to disclose what it is or where it is, but there is still an original part of the ranch that you can still see standing and see the burn marks on it. Interesting. It's part can of Stoner's. Can you see the ranch when you're driving down the 118? Can you just, it's there. It's viewable from the freeway, right? I'm not super, is that the Ronald Reagan? <laughs> yes, correct. Yes, so I believe you can. So it's yeah. on Simi Valley. Yeah, I've been by yeah. there. I'm sure I've driven yeah. by there. Many hey times. man, you're in the area. You should come. You should uh, should. Uh, should link up. And, yeah, absolutely. Check it out. Tourists, go up. The, I'm not t- that the far tours away. are free, and the uh, the family jams day is. Uh, there's going to be some special guests there. I know that for a fact. I don't think Bruce. Uh, sorry, Stoner wants me to disclose who's going to be there. But if you wanted to hear the real stories of Spawn Ranch, uh, from someone very close to the story. I would try to make it to that family jams day. Wasn't wasn't he uh, Manson known for like holding religious ceremonies there as well, and like uh, that's where he would. I thought that there was one story the girls thought saw him 
change a stone into a butterfly. Do you remember that? Well, they, well, they, they made a, he made a bird come back to life. That's or something. it. Yeah, something. I mean, like hey, you know, if you're on acid, I'm not going to blame everything on acid, but you know, right. and there, you know, to to that point, there were a lot of people during that time, you know, doing the you know guru thing. You know, I don't think it was unique in that fashion. You know, right. I don't think so either. And I honestly don't think he sent people out to kill people. You know. I don't think think he had any interest in going back to prison. So you don't think that he was, um, when the, when the people said that he was the one who instructed him to kill, that that was a lie or they, that was fake. Yeah. I think tech, I think Tex Watson, here's, here's, here's a couple things. I know for a fact (laughs) that Manson knew that Terry Melcher did not live in that house anymore. Okay. Right. So if he was trying to get Terry Melcher, he knew where to find Terry Melcher. Right. It wouldn't be that hard, honestly, to yeah. figure it out. Yeah. 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 He, was in, he was in Malibu at his mom's right. house. Right. But, uh, and I know Tex Watson knew that house very well because he had done other drug deals up there with Jay Sebring and Vortek. You know, Vort- right. Vortek was trying to become one of the big MDMA dealers. You know, that was a new drug, you know. He was trying to get set up for that. So there was a lot of drug deals going on up there. You can get into the whole Mama Cass thing. You know, her boyfriend, Pick Dawson, was a drug dealer. Supposedly, maybe sodomized on the grounds right, of the night before. Well. Right, yeah. You know, that's in the O'Neill book, if yes, I'm not mistaken. Absolutely. That and the. There was a lot of crazy stuff up there. And yeah. if you think about who was in charge of California at that time, it was basically Hollywood was in charge. With Reagan, okay? <laughs> he was the governor. So yeah, was, I think a lot of Hollywood with him, Evel Younger, I think a lot of it was just Hollywood trying to protect itself. But so it was basically, you think the drug burn theory is correct, and that's what involved, how did that involve, the Hinman was involved in drugs or the money, but how does that, that involve separate, yep. La Bianca? Exactly. I... There was talk with about uh, the LaBianca daughter knowing Tex Watson. Interesting. And also being involved possibly with the Straight Satans Motorcycle Club. Because you notice that the what what people theorize about the LaBiancas is Charlie didn't Charlie was there to rob them. Okay, he did take money from them, and you know where he went immediately to Venice at like three in the morning. Okay, that's a little bit of a drive from Los Feliz, you know, I'm pretty sure he went immediately to the straight Satan's clubhouse to pay them off for the Bobby Boussoulet Hinman mescaline deal that I believe traces back. Why did Tex go in there? Was he just tweaking and killed people? Did he misinterpret something or did he owe Charlie a favor? For when Charlie shot lots of Papa and thought he killed him, right? But the man, uh, this this case is so wild yeah, like that, so you know. Oh, but they were involved in all kinds of underground stuff, so it's yeah, just it's, stealing drugs. Who knows? I mean, it, the, yeah, but I think, but did, who can really think now though that it all went down because Manson said we're going to start a race war? No, I don't. Uh, and we're going to go into the desert and live in a hole. For however many years after the war is over, we're going to come out and then 
what take over for the black people like that i it that can never that can't stand water anymore man i don't think so but i think really what he was doing was really zapping his followers into thinking that he might not even have thought that that was just part of his shtick you know but i mean i think you know he could have been paid off to go do something it had anything to do with helter skelter i think that was i don't think so and if we learned anything from o'neill's book you know that was strictly Bugliosi's invention, man. He wasn't trying to get a conviction that lasts forever. He thought they were going to die, you know? He thought they were going to die in the gas chamber or electric chair, whatever you guys had out there back back in the day. Oh, no. But uh, they, it wasn't supposed to go this long, <laughs> you know? Have you ever uh, tried to reach out to Bobby Buzile in jail? Has anybody I'm, really reached out? I'm quote-unquote quote, quote, friends with him on Facebook. Okay, so His story's fascinating. Yeah. Well, he's then, a political prisoner at this point, man. Why do you say that? Because he will never get released because he's – he wasn't even in – there was no family, you know? He wasn't even connected with the, the commune, you know? He, he, he had way more going on than anyone in, in that group, you know? Right, but he was – He was already in love, you know? He was in a major, like, psychedelic band. Right, it was, he was hanging out with Kenneth Anger trying yeah. to be uh, Lucifer. He lived you know? with Kenneth Anger. He yeah, 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 they were made Lucifer Rising together. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. that's uh, a whole a, story. I cover that never... whole story in Children of the Beast, my book Children of the Beast. I cover that, and it's yeah, interesting man. that no few. I don't remember it in Bugliosi's book, and it's certainly not in Tom O'Neill's. Nobody seems to want to talk about that, even yeah. though Sandra's family had uh, had the second. I think the the Process Church sued him and made him take out the second chapter. So that's kind of like an underground classic. That was about yeah. them. I'm just stating that for the, the listener. But uh, they're the only ones who talk about the process. And Charlie had a little, little bit of some process theology there. When he's talking about Christ and and uh, Satan being one and he's one. you know, Yeah, it's all above, process. so below stuff. And, yeah, um, absolutely. And Buzelay was freaked out by anger, too. Anger was doing all kinds of weird magical rituals and... Well, well, yeah, he was trying to get with them as well. Right, like, right. Like <laughs> so get with, get with, right. Yeah, absolutely. You know? Full of acid and dude doing like magic over you is uh, well, Buzile, Buzile was like a ladies' man, too, right? I mean, yeah, that's what I mean. He didn't need any of this, he didn't need Charlie's swagger, you know what I mean? If Charlie had anything, it was charisma, and Bobby had had it in spades. Bobby got messed up with the straight Satans, you know, who he met at the ranch, and you know, that was that big drug deal through Hinman. That's how that all goes down. And the girls love Bobby, which is another reason that. You know, a lot of people like the the copycat killings, you know? Right. Because the girls were trying to get Bobby out. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission... Join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov slash careers. Um, was DiCarlo the head of the straight scenes or was it somebody else? No, he was like, was he the treasurer? I think he was the treasurer. It's him and Al Springer. Springer. You can find their interviews on clodrive.com. I hope he doesn't mind me saying his name, Bo Emerson. He runs clodrive.com. If you want to research on the case... From audio files to photographs to just good information, 
there there isn't a better well, one. Well, finding good information is important because almost everybody's like has an agenda or lying, at least right. from the original case. Not made, not necessarily the researchers, but sure. when you read O'Neill's no, book, this is, I was I didn't that. want to go there, but I guess I will say it. I mean, this community outside of most like I, I, I'm aware of other true crime communities. Uh, this community doesn't always get along, <laughs> I find. And I really think the community as a whole would do much better just trying to get on on maybe the same page and the fact that we kind of look into this stuff and not fight amongst each other. There are plenty of people that, that just would rather, uh, you know, just... Just find some... Dis- yeah. yeah, just yeah. dis on other people's information yeah. or yeah. just point out people's various agendas when we all have an agenda in this. I expect to be like... You know, not everyone likes Stoner Van Houten, <laughs> okay? So the fact that, A, I'm doing something on Stoner might not Makes put you, me in the best light right. in this community. Right. And then I'm that much more removed because, you know, <laughs> I'm trying to do it on him. You know, it's just, right. I, I don't expect. Well, I, you're never you know, going to make a confident not... in the story I'm trying to right. tell. As far as, uh... In any commute group, you're never going to make everybody happy. Just don't, That's for sure. Don't even expect, expect to sure. you know, get away with but a, it, a ruffling feathers or whatever. It is a fascinating case, and I just hope that uh, you know people just will look into it beyond it. You know, helter skelter. That's probably the most important thing. Well, that's a good way to wrap it up. So, the name of your documentary. When do you think it'll uh, be released? Yeah, I'm shooting for October or November of this year. So not that far away. Nope, nope. I'm basically going to to film in a couple weeks here, and then that's the end. And then I'll come back and finish the editing up. Makes Let sense. me just. You mind if I just give you the few websites Please do. real quick again? Please do. Oh, yes, absolutely. So I've got the Spawn Ranch Worker uh, on Facebook. That's the Stoner Van Houten story. Um, WilsonZephyr.com. That's Wilson Z E P H E R dot com. All right, and it's again, it's Jason Hay, right? H A Y. Correct. Thank That's you. Awesome, Jason. Thank you very much. Spawn Ranch Worker. The Stoner Van Houten story. I appreciate it. Uh, thanks, William. Bye-bye. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.